Hi, welcome back to Get Cute, your software engineering and technology podcast. I'm your host, Jocelyn Harper, and today I have an amazing guest, Sydney from the Ladybug podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Yay! Thank you so much for having me on. Of course, <laughs> finally, finally, after months of talking on Twitter and just shit posting on Twitter, we're here. We're we here. always do that. Like it's it's so funny because a lot of the friends that I've like gained over this past year, mm-hmm. we've all been on Twitter and we're only like finally meeting each other in these like Zoom meetings and everything. So this is just like this is very typical right now. Yes, so it we're is. In it's, it, we're in a pandemic. It's 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 yeah. a panorama. Ain't nobody meeting <laughs> up in real life. So this nope. is it. <laughs> This is it. This is it. So but we're I'm very meeting excited. each other, guys. Yes. I'm very excited, though, after the panty. Oh, God. Luna's, like, attacking it's gonna me be now. Lit. Um, it's going to be amazing. It's, it's going to be the roaring 20s again. It's going to be great. Everybody's just going to be. I hope cops do not start, like, you know, arresting anybody for just, like, public intoxication. Like because, like, yo, just give us a week. <laughs> give us a week get, after. Yeah. Please give just, us a that's full what I week. Need. Let just, us like, let me dance naked in the street. Just like hallelujah. Like let us, rain dance and <laughs> let us have this, okay? Let, let us, us have, have this. <laughs> okay, we're ready. <already. laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going to happen, though. We knew we this knew. was going to happen. <laughs> no, so okay. This is the most hilarious part about this. So you didn't know that I am now a co-host of season five of the Ladybug podcast until literally this week. We announced that shit like at least two, three months ago. (laughs) Uh, No, I legitimately did not know. I was very confused because I just happened to go to the Ladybug podcast Twitter for something. And I was just like, oh, this seems like like I missed this episode. Let me go back and like watch it because now they're on YouTube and it's really cool. And... I'm like, oh, these are really cool things. Da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden at the end, I see, well, first of all, I see Sydney immediately. And I'm just like, <laughs> hold on, what happened? Uh, question mark. Um, <laughs> and then I look behind her and I see a chocobo and a moogle pillow. And I'm yes. just like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I was just like, wait, this is amazing. <laughs> so I was pretty much focused on that the entire episode. And then at the end of this episode, Sydney goes, you know what? I'm really excited for Jocelyn Harper. And I was just like, wait, that's me. Huh? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and then Sydney and Emma just happened to start standing. I'm flailing. I'm crying. I'm actually on a call with my friends at that point, And I'm crying. They're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, they're so nice to me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> It was a whole thing. And then I was really mad because I'm like, yo, Twitter is not telling me that. Like, Twitter ain't telling you shit. There's a problem. So here's the thing. And this is what I've noticed. So now I'm doing the Twitter home option, which is actually showing me all of the people mm. that I'm following now. Yeah. Because before I was doing, you know, Twitter latest because it said, here's your latest tweets in order, blah, 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 blah. Because I don't like when right. things are all over the place. Right. And apparently that's not what that does. I'm like, it's flip flopped apparently because yeah the- <laughs> i think it is wow so you okay so like you aren't the only person that has actually like just like discovered this angie fucking jones had dm'd me the other day i have never 
ever spoken to this lady in my life. And I'm like, you know, the secret fan. I'm like standing over here and I'm just like in her grace and awe and everything. She DMs me with, you know, the little eyes and shit. And she sees that I'm on like on the Ladybug podcast. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Angie. Yeah. So I'm like a co-host now in season five. And she was like, oh, hey, look at you. And then she like tweets my video. Oh, I saw that. Yes. I was just like, what? I have been blessed by the coding queen. What are you talking about? And I was feeling like dirt that day. Like, I'm telling you, I was feeling so gross. I was just like, my spirit was uplifted. I felt purified. The TL was purified. I'm telling you, it was just, it was a good day. So it was that you weren't the only person that like had that happen to them. So thank you all. Thank you all so much for the love and everything. But I do got my own shit. I got my YouTube channel. Okay. Yes. It's not just Ladybug Podcast. (laughs) She been doing this content creation shit. Been doing shit. So... She's been out here, okay? Ladybug Podcast is great to have her. You hear me? (laughs) Okay? Let me guess. Hold on. I have a question for you. Yes. yes. Uh, Insider information. Were you the one Mm -hmm. that had them start putting their episodes on YouTube? Yes. I knew it! Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I knew it. Because, you know, it's just, it's another market. It's another, like, why why not? Why not? And it's it's definitely a lot of responsibility, and there's a lot of stuff going on there when it comes to that, but... It's just, it's so easy. It's just another place to have all of their content. Just, like, all of anybody's content. If you have any type of, like, video, audio stuff, like, just put it on YouTube and see what happens. Like, you, yeah. like, you've kind as you long as you can me. start getting, like, yeah, like, <laughs> as you long did. as you can get all that shit together, like, you never know. You can be, get monetized pretty quickly. So, we're, we're, we'll see what happens. Look, we'll see what happens. I'm trying to get more money, but also I was just like, do I really need another thing on my plate right now? But then I was just like kind of have to do it so y'all inspired me but i i absolutely knew that was you i knew it was you. <laughs> thank you you're thank welcome you. so that was actually a good ish kind of segue into what today's episode's about because i don't think i even said what it was about before no, we, we have started. not we have not at all <laughs> Today, today's episode Everybody is about content creation and specifically content creation within tech content creation within software engineering or whatever else uh because obviously we both are doing content creation. I mean, hello, podcast. Uh, hello. Twitter, YouTube, uh, everything, really. And so yeah. we actually started talking about this like a week or a couple weeks ago. I, I don't know what time yeah. it is. And, I think so. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Sydney brought up a really great idea of just talking about content creation and the goods and the bads sides of all of it. And um, I think it's going to be a really good and thoughtful conversation because yeah. I also want to know how you feel about some things so <laughs> I'm just like absolutely am I the only one feeling this way because sometimes I'm a little dramatic but you know um really really great and so you know what I'm just gonna go into it I'm just gonna go with yeah. yours so first thing I guess is how did you get into content creation how did you kind of know that this is what you wanted to do Okay, so this is a really great story that I'm going to tell everybody, and I feel like I am comfortable sharing this on the podcast. So 
Mm-hmm. I actually started making YouTube videos in college. So if you look like way down in my like archives of my YouTube videos, you'll see that like I was just like all shiny faced and shit. My hair was long. My skin was looking good. Just <laughs> I, I was just so just presentable and everything. I was such a little baby. That was in 2015 mm-hmm. where I had been in college and I was studying um, English rhetoric. And one of my capstone projects was I wanted to see kind of the results of rhetoric when it comes to social media and potentially like viral videos, potentially like content creation Mm. and like what people are kind of talking about when it comes to those things. So, Mm. I mean, nothing went viral or anything like that, but I just, I had a lot of fun like getting on YouTube. I was really inspired by who is it? Anna Akana at the time. Who else? Um, there are a couple of other people that I was like watching kind of low key. Um, goodness. I'm like, spacing on the people that I used to watch there was uh I think the Perkins family is was on YouTube at the time and they were just still kind of like getting things together that was before they had their kids um who else there's just a lot of people that I was like Mm -hmm. oh this is kind of comedy and art and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're making people laugh and they're making people like think of stuff just like kind of reflecting and they were in short bursts short videos and things and a lot of people were watching them so I was like, okay, like, why, like, why wouldn't I be able to do this? And so I just made a couple of videos and it's hilarious actually because people actually watched them over a course of what, that was six, seven years. Oh my God. And I was just like, wow, like that, like they, they must be making money from that, that that, somehow that must be lucrative, Mm -hmm. but, um, kind of, you know, reality set in and it was just like, oh, like I'm not creative enough to like do that and blah, 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 blah. But that's always something that I had wanted to go back to, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of going into my journey of web development because I am self-taught slash bootcamp graduate. So Mm -hmm. I... I finally just decided that, you know, during the panty and everything, like, <laughs> yeah, there's just a couple of things that kind of went into this because you just, you know how shit went down, pandemic happened and everything, just like everything was canceled. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do shit. Yeah. And so my, I had made this realization that like, I'm at home, I'm working remotely and things just, why not just try? Why not just try it again and see what happens? And so mm-hmm. I had one of my mentors, Ari Hale, she was just like, why not just go for it? And so we made a plan. I started making weekly content. I started off with vlogs over the pandemic because I was depressed as fuck. I don't know about any of you guys, but Yo, that was where I was. Look, oh my God. <laughs> 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 look, look, <sighs> look, it was right. That terrible. was rough. Yeah, it that was, was real bad. rough those first couple of months, but real bad. then I started just like, okay, Maybe I just need to start, like, doing tech content. We'll just see how that works. And that worked out as well. But I think that I realized that I wanted to do more than just tech. And a lot of what I like to do, kind of setting myself up for success, is trying to figure out, like, what is better for my productivity. And so I'm kind of in the middle right now of helping not only people learn how to code and finding those resources and kind of telling my story, but also, you know, there's another side to it. You have to have the grit. You have to have the uh, resilience to Mm -hmm. actually want to learn how to code. And you got to be organized, honestly. So (sighs) being able to have that productivity side of you is going to be incredibly great for any of you that are learning, that are listening out there. So, yeah, that is what my YouTube is about. And I have a bunch of resources that are out there and mm-hmm. i hope to give more of that on twitter and instagram really soon so stay tuned stay tuned Ooh, okay all right oh okay. you're putting instagram in there look instagram oh is- yeah 
I so I've been on Twitter for like eleven years, twelve years, mm. something. Congratulations! Like that. I heard you just like real just realize that yes, it's been eleven years. <laughs> Yo, old ass. <laughs> Yo, drag me because really, I was just like, wait, eleven? Oh no! <laughs> but so I feel like Instagram is like a huge market, right? Like absolutely yeah. massive. You see people with like half a million followers up to like three million followers, and Girl. I've also had Instagram for a very long time. But right, I mean, I never thought of it as something where I should start accumulating followers, mainly because I don't like posting right. pictures of myself, and I feel like. A lot of the content on there is, you know, um, no matter what you're talking about in like your bio or whatever, the caption of the picture, it's like of yourself. And I was just like, I really don't need people to be like on me like that. But now that I notice, like I'm I have a decent following on Twitter right now Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, maybe I should start using Instagram again. But then also. I just don't want to. It's like a why, but I'm at this point now because obviously content creation's a business right so it's like I'm creating content because I like doing it but also at the same time I would like money because I have expensive taste so um it's like (laughs) I I get it (laughs) look I need to start bringing in like multiple streams of revenue off of this and um Instagram is just very daunting um it scares me quite honestly and I actually read a I believe it was a t- series of tweets and then that person actually wrote like a blog post about it too mm. um, because this person is an artist on Twitter. I can't remember their name. I'm so sorry. Um, hopefully I'll be able to find them and put it in the show notes. But essentially, once you have like a certain number of followers on Instagram, you get like an Instagram representative. And right. um, she detailed the conversation she had with her Instagram representative is that Instagram, in order for your posts to be um, – let's say, uh, highlighted on somebody's feed or shown Mm -hmm. more in people's feed, you have to do A, B, and C. So A is that they recently launched the Reels feature, which is kind of like Snapchat and TikTok or whatever. Um, And they're like, in order for you to get more followers and be boosted, you need to use this feature. You need to post there like at least once or twice a week. And I'm just like... No. And then also <laughs> and, then, and then you also need to know you like do normal posts and then also use the story feature, which is the feature that I use the most. I'm like story feature, easy. Instagram posts, right. I'm like, I'll force myself to do, but like the reels thing. And it's like there's so much time, and this is what this person kind of highlighted. There's so much time and energy that you have to put into that without yeah. knowing what sort of payoff you're gonna be having. Um, so for me, I'm like, I'm my, I don't want to say fan base. That's really uh, my followers on what Twitter. Do you mean fan base followers. They like you. They're, they're, they're hopefully like listening to this podcast right now. Please. You got fan base. It's all right. It's all right. I like it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, this is a dirty word. I'm just like, Ugh. um, <laughs> So I'm like really gaining a lot of followers on Twitter pretty fast. Like over the past Mm. year, it's been kind of, uh, it's been a lot. Um, Isn't that crazy? (laughs) I'm telling you at the beginning of 2020, I had maybe like 1,200 followers. Yeah. And now I have like 5,100. Like I just got 100 followers over like two days. And I'm like, what is going on? Um, But anyway, so it's like, it's a balance of like, 
I like posting about tech things on Twitter because um, I feel mm. like the interaction's a lot better too. Um, so I guess the point is, it's like I'm going to have to eventually do the Instagram thing, and I admire the fact that you're already realizing that and you've already started on that. Whereas mm. I'm just like dragging my feet, and I just don't want to do it. And at so, all. like for me, I yes, I agree with you. I think that out of all three of kind of like the bigger like social media platforms that I use, mm-hmm. uh, Twitter is just kind of like the one where I can just kind of like tweet and go and just be like, okay, well, like a bunch of people are going to see this or share this or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out the reels feature of Instagram myself because like out of all like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook that I like actually use personally, like I Instagram I. I definitely have abused too much when it comes to like just posting things like stories and whatnot and just mm-hmm. like shit posting and then just kind of letting it go. Yes. But um, <laughs> I like that I'm able to put like my video trailers up there and I'm able to put like my IGTV. Like uh, I know that some people like use their IGTV for actually posting their whole like YouTube videos and things up there to like get another place where they can be like sponsored and whatnot and so reels like that's great that somebody has content out there for actually knowing how to use reels because i have not gotten into that yet so that's something that i'm still trying to figure out i uh, like that twitter now kind of has those what is it the fleet the fleet, fleet. oh my god that's such a bad terrible name, name. rebrand Ooh. twitter please <laughs> Yikes, that's Twitter, really bad, please. but it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as the stories and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice that I'm able to, again, put my trailers up on there and things. But I, I really don't know how exactly my content is going to um, kind of be dispersed in the next like couple of months, couple of mm-hmm. years and whatnot. But it's really nice that I had those platforms where people can just kind of see that coagulation of everything that I want them mm-hmm. to kind of like learn and figure out. So I, I don't know. I, I think that especially now that you're like, gosh, oh, now I got to get into YouTube and everything like it'll it'll be much easier mm-hmm. once you just like start kind of playing around with the things that you like. Yeah. And then kind of start, like, coming out of that comfort zone, like, very slowly. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's the same thing as how you, like, have the mental process with programming. It's the same thing, so. Okay, good. You'd because be right. it, it's just, <laughs> it gives me so much anxiety, you know? Um, yeah. And this actually goes into one of the things I wanted to ask you, too. It's just, like, mm. I feel like maybe it's different for different social media platforms. But do you yeah. feel like you have to be on all of the time when it comes to, like, social media especially with like large followings on social media do you feel like you have to perform or be a certain type of way okay so I used to feel this way Mm -hmm. and so again 2020 was like messed up and everything and Mm so one of my business and accountability coaches Ari Hale I love her to death nerd nomad mom I think her new like thing is allergic to hourly is her um new like username or whatever go look her up me too really great love her like talk that shit she's amazing so (laughs) one of the things that I think she had me kind of like push myself to do is make sure that I am putting out a presence to make sure that I am a subject matter expert in whatever I'm talking about Mm -hmm. and so at the time when I was looking at my KPI scores and everything and kind of figuring out what type of goals that I wanted, yes, I did feel like I needed to be on all the time. A 
personality wise yes i also felt like i needed to be kind of like not myself in some ways Mm -hmm. um not necessarily like completely out of my way to be like so like wild and just whatever but i do feel like in some ways my older videos are where i'm trying to like come off as like funny and just like kind of cute and just trying to like figure out where exactly that kind of sweet spot is without Mm -hmm. really me realizing that I was getting tired of having to talk about tech while also getting tired of, like, trying to figure out what would be funny to people. And so I stopped doing that, and I finally feel like I'm actually, like, being able to talk a little bit more honestly about what I'm doing. And Mm -hmm. it's not like I wasn't trying to be, like, genuine in those videos and things, but I feel a lot better about what I'm talking about now because it's more inspiring and it's more of a mix of what I want to do. And so um, I don't track my KPI as much anymore just because I needed Mm -hmm. that break. And I feel like that's given me more of an opportunity to relate to more people Mm -hmm. in just those small ways. Because, you know, you have those silent fans that may not have subscribed to you or have followed you, but they find your content in those really convenient times. Mm -hmm. And maybe they'll like something, but they still follow you. You you still have that loyal following because that's how I am. Mm -hmm. I'm that, like, silent person that, like, finally kind of, like, came out of her shell and was just like, I like you. Like, please talk to me, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) This is how our relationship started, everybody. Like, very silent fan. Literally did. (laughs) And, and then it, it's 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 such like a weird situation, right? Because I feel like, especially with Twitter, it's like mm. we follow and we interact with so many people that so many people. I would never in a million years have dreamed that I would be talking to or like having conversations, like technical conversations, yeah, with or just like shit posting with and yeah. it's just it's really really weird for me i'm just like oh my god like you like me really okay yeah we can be friends like and then it, and it's i kind of go between that and being really shy and anxious and yeah. then like completely like fangirling over people yeah like it's it's that's exactly how i am and i think that it's it's so strange because like let's just we're gonna meet in person one day like it's just gonna be like so strange to like be able to talk and be able to like interact in person like i don't know how i'm gonna act because like i'm the same way i'm just like i just want to be like impressive i just want to make sure that you're like not fucking with me and like you actually want to be friends for real that's kind Mm -hmm. of like what my mentality is yeah these online friends that i've been gaining because it's just everybody has been so genuine isn't that the crazy thing like it, I don't know if it's because of the panty. I, I'm not sure, be, but, like, everybody no. that I've been able to speak to that I've, like, actually started to have this online relationship with, they've been so genuine and so nice. And so I don't feel like I need to be, kind of going back to the topic, I don't yeah. feel like I need to be this, like, too happy or too this or too, like, I... I just don't feel that anymore. And I feel much more comfortable about talking about the shit that I want to talk about now. So I yeah. hope that is like the way that you're hopefully feeling or at least like starting to feel now, now that you have traction, you know, I, I feel like I've, um, so when I first started out with Twitter or whatnot, mm-hmm. well, let's say starting to tweet about tech things. Once I had my job at JP Morgan, which was my first job out of the boot camp. Um, I got like really bad advice. I got advice where they were like, you know, you can't talk about X, Y, and Z because, you know, 
employers aren't gonna like it da, 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 da. and I think for a little bit even though like everything in me was just like this that's not me right <laughs> I went along with that and yeah. then um I started really to not give a fuck because uh I don't know if you know this but 2018 was it really 2018 oh my gosh it was so right there was this whole thing <laughs> that went down with girl develop it um Basically, girl I do development. not know. Oh, have to girl. Tell me the tea. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. So, um, oh, oh, this oh, is we relevant. Are about the tea. Yeah, I'm like, this is relevant. Oh, man. All right. So, basically, girl develop it is or was, I mean, it's really uh, the shell of its former self, uh, mm. was a nonprofit organization that really prided itself on um, setting up classes for women. Um, mm. And that's another thing I'm using women specifically here, women in uh, different cities across the country um, and just like, you know, um, for tech education, like intro to HTML and CSS, intro to JavaScript right. classes, et cetera, right. et cetera. So I actually had the opportunity to be a leader for the chapter in Wilmington, Delaware, wow. um, after um, to my friend stepped down from that. And uh, from the get go was kind of like hell in terms of just like organization and getting things done and things like that. Yeah. So um, in, I want to say August, 2018, um, a situation happened with uh, Lenise Sims, who um, is a friend, although she's no longer in Philadelphia. She, mm -hmm. um, at the time she was in Minneapolis and she encountered um, some racism from chapter leaders there. And um, at the same time, there was like a, the uh, girl develop it like conference or something, something yeah. that I couldn't make it to because they wanted money like up front. Like they had just. So I had been in charge of the chapter since April of that year. And yeah. then late July, they were like, OK, now you're officially the leader. I'm like, yeah, but I've had like passwords to everything since April. So technically. I've been the leader oh since April because God. I'm like, you just, you kind of just left it in limbo. It's like, you can't just say that. Anyway, that's a whole other story because that's just them. Um, wow. And uh, they were like, you need to pay like $200, $300 or something. Mind you, no. I, <clears throat> I was still working at JP Morgan, not making anywhere near as much as what I'm making now. And I was still right. paying off debt from being, you know, poor for like, yeah, for 27 <laughs> years. OK, so no, you can't just have 200 or 300 dollars. That's that's not right. in the budget. Um, and so at this conference, um, apparently it wasn't like nobody knew until Lenise tweeted it again, mm. the power of Twitter. And mm. I saw it. It came across my timeline. and I'm like, excuse me. And so other leaders saw it who were at this conference right. and they were like, uh, excuse me. And so. Essentially, drama ensued. They made like a Slack channel. I got up in there and I was just like, okay, you, there's a lot of non black people talking about this right now. So, what, <laughs> what exactly is happening here? Like, yeah. what can you tell me? Yada, yada, yada. Basically, they blew smoke up my ass. I was just like, okay, girl, I was really mad, but I was just like, Jocelyn, maybe just take take a minute to like think about yeah. it woke up the next morning still mad as hell so I quit yeah of course um absolutely and then I got interviewed by technically Delaware which technically is like a, a tech uh newspaper network in like Philadelphia right. DC et cetera, et cetera. and they did an interview with me and I told them about it because I didn't give a fuck oh. so this is this is segueing into me like not giving a fuck this yeah. is because especially for 
I feel like black women are black people and technology. I feel like we're always told to behave a certain way and to not act out or not state your real feelings about things because it'll look bad, et cetera, et cetera. No, fuck that. If I see something that's wrong, I'm going to talk about it. And so with what happened with Girl Develop It, and I'm still on their ass, you know what I'm saying? Four years later, I'm like, I'm still, I got my foot on your neck. Don't try to come back, bitch, because I will tweet about you again. Please. Drag a bitch, yes. I will drag you again. It's like, no, you don't don't get to come back after what you've done. So. Essentially, it was like this huge thing. And um, also not just Lanice, but something happened to Shanice as well, who mm. was um, a black woman that worked for Gold Development in their headquarters. And she faced um, discrimination specifically um, by two employees. One of them was like the director of Girl Development. So the person that's the highest oh God, in that. So, you know what? Fuck Girl Development. But as I said, trying to bring this back, like that's where I started like not giving a fuck. So right. not only was I able to or am I able still to talk about technology things and everything, but I can also take that position and also speak out about disgusting things that's happening in the tech industry locally, yeah. globally, etc. So I feel like everybody has that moment where they're like, I need to conform. But also at the same time, I think that people relate with you being real and honest about things versus trying to put up a front because it's very it's obvious yeah and it's so refreshing just to be why are you getting on social media in the first place if you're not going to try and be like genuine you know what i'm saying just like Mm -hmm. what what is social media for like we're getting kind of into the theoreticals there when it comes to like what is social media about and things yeah being able to be your authentic self is i i feel like the whole point and being able to share information Mm -hmm. so quickly and yes you know not everybody's opinions are definitely like things that are important or that matter and whatnot and you just need to be careful about like what people are saying or like what their intent is Mm -hmm. but i i've definitely noticed that like as I've been able to say more of my honest opinion about my experience as a black woman in tech, like mm-hmm. I, I feel like more people are understanding about what the things that I'm going through, because I I've definitely had my instances where I've not really loved my job. There have been Ooh. very crazy things that have happened like over the course of like the two years that I've been just mm-hmm. a software developer, black woman, everything. And I, I feel so much better about knowing that Twitter is a place that I can go where I can either talk about it or at least be able to find help, find genuine advice mm-hmm. from genuine people that are wanting to mm-hmm. uh, have me be successful and be able to share that content with everybody. So I, I really, that's really fucked up. That, that was with girl development, but oh, well, you still are on their necks and everything. So I, that's, that's what matters. There's what multiple matters. people still, there's dozens, there's dozens of us. That's amazing. <laughs> and hopefully more, but yeah, like yes. it's, It's just you have to be honest. And this is another segue into another question I wanted to ask you. This is great. Mm -hmm. Like how I'm a professional. So it's (laughs) (laughs) so how do you make honest 
content? Like what, is there a thought process behind that? Or are you kind of just like, I know for me personally, when I'm making content, um, especially like podcast episodes, I sort of, uh, I have like an outline for myself and sometimes I even write out what I'm supposed to say, but I'm a very, like, I'll go off script so fast. I'm like, and then I'll just rant and then I'll come back to it. So how's it that you, how's it that you manage to make honest content? So funny you should ask that because I actually have a sticky note that I'm going to pull down right now (laughs) that, um, I have here that I always kind of refer to when it comes to my content. And this is something that I needed to kind of figure out for myself as 20 2020 was going on Mm -hmm. and again like this is something that I was able to kind of like learn and live from inspired by so many coaches and so many people that I know off of Twitter so thank you very much Twitter Mm -hmm. um rules to live by when filming for YouTube is that one I don't talk about stuff that I don't want to talk about anymore so that just point blank period if I don't feel like fucking talking about any type of programming shit then I won't do it there Mm -hmm. there's just like it's it's no there's no debate about it anymore because mm-hmm. I went through a phase where just there's some shit happening in my job. I just, I wasn't feeling like having to talk about tech because it wasn't something that was inspiring. Mm-hmm. I am still kind of building up to that point where I feel a lot better talking about some technical things. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, just like with my journey right now, kind of figuring out what exactly is next for me in this next year. But I don't talk about shit that I don't want to talk about. Mm. Two, don't turn on the camera if you are not feeling good or inspired. Mm. That's the other thing that people don't realize is that you can tell when there's something kind of going on or you're trying to be happy or you're trying to do this, that, and the third. And so... I, I don't do that anymore. There's no reason for me to, like, get on camera if I'm frustrated about something, if I'm mad, if I'm sad, if I'm depressed. Like, you know, you're going to have all these feelings. And 2020 was clearly the the epitome, the, 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 just the biggest kind of, like, reality check that I think that society had for themselves. Being alone with their thoughts and trying to process things. And then having to, like for content creators especially going online to to be able to actually like create more content kind of through whatever their feelings are i don't do that shit anymore no i will tell you there were i did not release an episode every single week last year let's be clear (laughs) let's be clear i still look sometimes and i I mean i might let y'all know on twitter that hey Mm -hmm. not feeling it this week sorry gonna have to but there's just it's there's just no way I there's no way to be a content producing machine mm-hmm. when things are the way that they are right now. And I feel yeah. like like advertisers and other businesses should be cognizant of that, but they're not. But that's another another. No. And that I'm glad that right now I'm just like in a space where I have just total control over my content and things mm-hmm. because um I I was fully anticipating something to happen during the inauguration. And that's why I was like, you know what? I am not about to produce any content right now because I'm I'm just, I'm feeling that heaviness. I'm feeling kind of up in the air with everything. So mm-hmm. let's just kind of calm down and just see what happens. And so, it, yeah, that right now I have a crap load of content that like is kind of like two weeks behind but I am finally in a space this week where I'm just like yeah I'm just gonna upload I'm just gonna film I'm gonna do this and that and whatever I want to so that I I am okay with kind of slowly getting back up to that point and producing quality content because people are gonna tell you know what I'm saying just people are gonna tell the third thing is that I I really want this to kind of like hit home for people how do you want to feel making 
whatever content that it is because mm. you you have to realize that you're making content yes for other people but there's a reason why you decided that you wanted to make content it isn't just about the other people that you're trying to like inspire or do anything it's for yourself mm-hmm. you, you know you got a little bit of selfishness in there it's all mm-hmm. right to admit that whatever mm-hmm. but you, you need to have all those qualities kind of inside of you to be inspired to make content in the first place. But if you feel like shit after having to produce a video, produce a podcast, produce like any type of like content thing, whatever, whatever your baby is, mm-hmm. it's not going to matter like what anybody else thinks because you're going to think that it's shitty and you're, you're not going to be proud of yourself for actually putting it out there, putting it online. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to feel that way. Just there's a lot of emotional kind of attachment when it comes to figuring out what I want when it comes to producing this content. And so Mm -hmm. that's why I'm very proud of myself. We were talking about this earlier before we started recording, how I have six months of content just ready. Just there it is. Because she is extremely organized. It's scary. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. Just she's she's trying to make me sound like just so neat and organized. Yes, I'm the productivity queen. That is false. All right. I am learning just as much as everybody else is. But I have a Trello board that has like all of the stuff that I think that I want to make videos about mm-hmm. and it just it comes to me. It comes to me because I am in a space where I don't talk about the shit that I don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. I don't turn the camera on when I don't feel like it and I know that once I've figured out something that I really want to talk about or that makes me feel good about talking about, I'll just write it down. Yep. There it is. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. it, it's it's not it's not about trying to oppress people because once you're realizing that you can be genuine and you can honestly talk your shit and do whatever that you need to, you know, as long as it ain't racist, sexist, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, people are going to follow you because they realize how genuine that you are and they're going to believe that you're a subject matter expert. And that's, I think, the greatest thing about all of these social media platforms is that you're able to talk and you're able to answer those questions mm-hmm. for people and really start kind of helping them kind of guide wherever they're wanting to go when it comes to your degree of it. So mm-hmm. just do what you want. Just do what you want. Make sure that you're proud of it and make sure that you're happy doing it. That's that's how I make honest content. I love it. So it's kind of just like you have you're a lot more methodical about it, but you I actually yeah. have some really good takeaways because I feel like I was not creating content when I didn't feel good, but I didn't realize mm. that wasn't, that was what I was doing. Right. <laughs> it would just come to the weekend. Cause so normally like Friday, Saturdays, like research days and script right. writing for me. And then there were just days where I was just like, yeah, I'm, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to play Fortnite yeah. for like six hours and that's it. Like, that's all I'm going to do. So that's really important um, because I definitely have a few episodes that I forced myself to put out and I was just like, Oh, girl, like those aren't yeah. the good ones. Those aren't the good ones. But also yeah. when you're like when you're under contract for like X amount of ads per thing, it's just like kind of had to lot. do it. It's a lot. And yeah. I and maybe that's because I haven't gotten to this point yet. But I think that having to like have that sort of what is it or not dedication but like requirement on you that that can be so rough and it just it makes me wonder how some of these other like uh content creators like with millions of followers how they kind of do their thing and like make it their own when it comes to like the sponsors and everything like i 
I really love the way that Anna Kana, as well as Kelly Stamps and Jarvis Johnson, those are some big names on YouTube right now, mm-hmm. that I really like the way that they kind of uh, mix it up when it comes to, like, segueing into their sponsorships. Mm-hmm. And they they really make it their own, especially um, Kelly Stamps. I really like, she had, like, a glasses uh, sponsorship advertisement that she was doing. Mm-hmm. And she was, of course, like, rocking, like, the glasses and everything. And so she's weird. I, I think that we would, like, love... <laughs> I would love to talk to her first off and pick her brain, but she, she just had a really smart way of having to segue into those and then kind of getting back onto the topic that she wanted to talk about. So I, I really hope that if you at least are trying to figure out like where you're kind of getting that inspiration, maybe like mm-hmm. look at her videos, just like, this is unsolicited advice. So I'm sorry if you're, if you're no, just like, I'm no, not into I'm just it, like, are you talking? I'm just like, wait, no, I'm, I'm going to do everything. I need, I need, I need as much advice as I can. Okay. <laughs> we're in this together we are we are all in this together yes yes absolutely (laughs) okay so i know i this was this wait this was your point about how can you make supplemental income as a software engineer yeah so there's just there's a couple of different things i was just like ooh, like maybe we could like talk about that and so no um, let's talk about money because i feel like that's I always want to be so open and honest about money because I feel like there's such a stigma around talking about how you're making money or how much money you're making, which is ridiculous. Um, Capitalism, but whatever. That's another episode. But yeah, so supplemental income as a software engineer. So I feel as though there are a few ways to do it. Um, And a lot of it depends on your social media following i hate saying that but it's true um either your social media following or your connections because i feel as though there are a lot of people that um write technical books for say like o'reilly or other um technical book publishers that don't have a huge social media following but it's all about somebody that they know that is maybe writing a book and it's like hey you want to write this book with me et cetera et cetera so yeah um social media following though i feel like there are things like i personally like making stickers and stuff because it taps into my creative side which is very weird this might be a weird thing i don't think that's weird at all um so i feel like um i love technology i love programming i'm very good at it and it satisfies one side of my brain the other yeah. side of my brain, I love fashion and I like art and I like creating yes. those things. So yes. um, there are so many people and <laughs> I keep mentioning her in like almost every content creation video I've done mm-hmm. in the past like few weeks. I'm so sorry. But Sailor HG, she's really yes. kind of honed in on that market of yes. being an amazing technical person, but also using her creative side to create things that she likes and people like them and people buy them i mean she has i believe she started out with bubble zines and those were amazing and then she's so cute there's adorable and then she went into t-shirts and those were great and from t-shirts to sweatshirts to jackets and now she's creating keycap sets um so Mm -hmm. it's it's really amazing that she's able to take things that she likes that are still managed to um, 
like things that are with her fan base because mm-hmm. who knew that were people that re- like really cute things and then also they're really into mechanical keyboards and she's still able to be honest to her fan base and honest to herself and then yeah. also create and obviously make the supplemental income i have on i have no idea how much she's making from any xyz that's I don't, we don't know. know that None shit. of my business. Oh, well. We don't know that shit. Okay, <laughs> but just be their supplemental income coming. I'm assuming their supplemental income coming oh, from hell that. Oh yeah. Either coming Absolutely. to her or going to wherever various places. Yeah. Um, so I think that looking at people like that and like taking like um, unconventional ways to make supplemental income as a software engineer is really nice. So I like making stickers. I like designing T-shirts. Um, I'm trying to get more into that. Um, I'm trying to also kind of control what I'm making and the quality of that's those things because right now I'm using yeah. Teespring which is nice because I don't have to worry about it they kind of make it they ship it cool but yeah. when it comes to like stickers and things I'm very like particular about like the shine if it's matte paper if it's holographic exactly. that kind of thing so um that's really cool um and obviously more people will buy it if you have a larger following on social media for those types of things um right. And then I guess the second thing is is creating an ebook. Um, so I'm writing a book. I know what? you are. <laughs> I you you had announced that, and I was like, yes, yes, please, uh, yes, I I want this. I will buy ten copies. I will figure it out. Who who needs it? I, I I'm here. I, I'm the dealer. I'm the dealer. Fuck it. Just just she's I'll, the book I'll, dealer. I'll she's Sydney's the book dealer. So um. So I feel like creating, writing an ebook has been very popular, but the person that inspired me to do this was Emma, of course. Um, Emma had a a really great medium post about how she made $40,000 selling her ebook. Mind you, I am not aiming for that much money. Uh, (laughs) um, And I don't think mine's going to be limited edition like hers because I feel like it being a limited edition really drove people to buy it. Um, but it gave me a lot of good ideas. It made me realize that I could write a book because I feel like there was a sense of imposter syndrome surrounding me where I was yeah. like, I don't, people are going to be like, who the fuck is this chick? Why is she writing about X, Y, and Z? But also fuck that. I know a lot. So I'm just going right. to write it anyway. If you don't like it, you don't got to buy it. Um, or if you want to hate on it, buy it first. Um, so yeah. it's those types of things where you realize like, just do it. Just write an ebook. There are a lot of great platforms that you can upload your ebook to and sell it that way. You can also self publish your ebook, which is right. something that's really cool as well. If you want physical copies. So there's a lot of ways to do that. And you know what? The books don't have to be really long. Nobody's telling you to write like. That's the thing I think people don't realize. Yeah. Uh, just cutting in Gumroad is problematic. If you are black and brown, do not do not do any type of relations with Gumroad, please. So we're just like, can, can, that, we, ex- like, out can there. we explain why with Gumroad, though? Oh, why they're problematic? My for the God. people. Yes. <laughs> I love that we're spilling tea on this podcast, you have guys. To. You, you, uh, oh my god! You have to always, always. So, when was this? What, like, when was this that happened? So, I don't know if you guys are following Paris Athena or Nerd Nomad Mom Ari Hale. Um, 
Oh my goodness. So that this was during the time where I think that they were doing like the blackout Thursday after George Floyd's murder. And so by the way, that everybody was not was, did nothing. Blackout Thursday was ridiculous, that was, by the way. First off, that was just it we we realized that it wasn't anything that was informative and unfortunately that was incredibly problematic in its own degree because you had the fake advocacy kind of going on you, you know just people did the blackout and they were like we're listening and we're learning and it's like we've been listening and learning for almost 250 years please actually do something when it comes to advocacy like that's the whole point that we're trying to make guys you know it's it's about actually being able to change your behavior after you're figuring out that oh shit that is that could be considered racist that is considered bias so mm-hmm. i i forgot how the context went when it came to gumroad actually coming up to say this i think that they were offering um free like subscriptions or something to be able to start like putting out like gumroad like content whatever like a person's specific content is for people of color and so they accused they accused somebody on Twitter that they were not black. And they were like, are you sure? They, they had put an, an announcement out there that was saying, like, if you were a person of color, make sure that you DM us about, like, if you're interested in this uh, free, like, content that we're going to be giving you out to actually be able to display, like, your books and things. Somebody had asked about it and was like, yes, I'm interested. Like, how, like what are other details? And they said, are you sure? That, like, that was the response that they gave to this person. So first off, you're questioning somebody's, like, actual race. I don't, like, who who does that? Who, who does that out there on social media with so many followings? And Paris Athena, Ari Hale got involved and was like, excuse me, you don't do that as a person who is trying to advocate for black and brown people. You like you you you're already making this problematic because you're wanting to question who exactly you think is a person of color who is black and brown and you're denying this person whatever resource that you just happen to say that you were wanting to advertise this is fake advocacy like this is this is not how you do things and that's honestly not how you do business and so whoever was a part of like gumroad's like twitter handles and things they blocked ari they blocked paris and was just like they were saying all this shit emma boston got involved and was like i'm cutting you off yep i'm not selling my book there anymore Shout out and to emma. it was it was a bunch of people that were just like nope we're not doing this anymore we are officially drawing back our offers we are drawing back all of our content and we are not having people sell this we're, we're not having our products be sold on your platform. And so it was just, it was hilarious that the tweets were just like crazy because Ari doesn't give a fuck. First off, she is, she, it's already enough where she's like, I am professional in a sense, but I'm going to call out anybody who is going to not be advocating for black and brown people. First off, I'm going to spot a mile away that fake advocacy and you just put it out there for everybody to see. How are you going to show your ass like that? Like, what are you doing? So she called them out and she's called a bunch of people out. She's called Notion out. She's called Pinterest out. She's done. She's out there. She was out there. Notion. I was really upset about that Notion thing because I was like, damn, I just bought the yearly account. I'm so mad. (laughs) 
Right? And so when I tell you I rarely use Notion now, like I still have the Mm-mm. the account or whatever, but I, I have undownloaded that and I know. And longer. I get it. It's a great productivity tool, but you can't tell me that that nope, no there's no way. There's mm-mm. And so that's there, another thing no. too, like with content creation, uh you have to be really mindful about what companies you are putting your products out on. Um, yeah. I'm really thankful that Emma, uh, what is she? She tweeted or something about an alternative to Gumroad. Cause I was looking at Gumroad and then I remembered, Oh, wait a minute. Let me Wh- see. She put out, um, I have a list here of stuff because that's, you know, you, I'm trying, I'm trying, we're, we're, we're trying to see. Um, and we'll put them in the show notes too, for anybody that also wants to write an ebook or put out any sort of, um, digital yeah. content we'll put we'll make that available for you for yeah. resources so because that's really podia. important yeah definitely the um there's podia mm-hmm. there is payhip and there's lean pub that we had talked about um uh, like trying to kind of get into when it comes to selling ebooks so any of those i'll i'll also like i'll send those to you um yes, but those yeah. are the ones that she had been talking about and had experimented with before i'm not 100 percent sure which ones that she likes the best i am assuming it's podia because that one was the first on the list okay so and i i would always say that if you're trying to like figure out your kind of design when it comes to things canva oh my god I haven't I heard anything problematic Cam- about them, which is great. They have Yo, a content if they, calendar. If, look, if they come up with something problematic, I'm a cry because I don't want to have to go back I to Photoshop cry. or Adobe Illustrator, bitch, because oh, Canva makes it. Canva? Canva? Canva. 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 I was trying to be fancy. Canva <laughs> makes it so easy. <laughs> makes it so easy to create really great flipping designs and i love it i used it to create the new um get um podcast logo which is i'm in love with it it's so tacky and cute it's so cute Um, okay guys (laughs) so it made me think of how like i it was just it was so retro it reminds me of the rugrats and just like my innocent days as a child and i I really appreciate that from you because it's (laughs) it is so adorable it is so adorable so much and i and i added more colors into my color palette and that's what i think that's also really important for content creation too uh, this wasn't a bullet point, but this is really as far as like marketing goes, I feel like you need to assess how your business is going at the mm-hmm. end of the calendar year or the fiscal year, however you're running it. And think, does this branding currently represent like what my content creation or what my company is? right now and at the end of last year it was definitely was not I feel like I really got into like the create and kooky side of things because I was actually having more fun with content creation at that point and I needed my branding to kind of reflect that and so that's why I was just like I'm redoing my website I'm redoing everything mind you if you have a medium sizes to a big company I don't suggest (laughs) rebranding every year because that's expensive. That I'm only horrible. doing it. Yeah, I'm only doing it because I like doing it and I'm the only person that's involved. And so it's no cost, essentially, besides like right. my twelve ninety nine a month Canva subscription. Yeah. But 
it's worth it. Canva is amazing. Canva is another really Canva's good tool. Amazing. First we'll of all, okay, can I notes. gas you up for a minute? Because oh, God. not only do you have a podcast, you run all of this shit on social media. You have your merch. You are just this badass businesswoman that is able to just like do all of this stuff. I mean, I'm sure that you have help in some like respects, but props to you to be able to just like do all that with a successful career, making the money that you make with your cats running around in the background. Oh. <laughs> like, oh. I am oh. so like just I am in awe. I am in such awe of your great creation and your just your your innovative thinking, your your style, your personality, and your mission, your sole mission to be able to teach people and to be able to hopefully make them laugh and also call bitches out. Just call call them out when you see them. Stand on their necks, drag them by their wigs. It don't matter. Okay? Just I am in awe of you. So just thank you so much for being just somebody that I am absolutely looking up to. I am so excited for your book because I'm I'm trying to be out here, senior engineer. <laughs> I, I'm I'm getting it. We, we gonna get it this year. I don't maybe know what not to this do. year, this year. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so if any you don't understand, nobody's seeing me just like have a meltdown right now, pretty much. Uh <laughs> She's over here blushing and shit. I I am. I can't. I'm really bad with like compliments. I'm like really really bad. It's something that my therapist and I were working on. But man, I... therapy, <laughs> therapy content creation, please. That ain't a bad idea though. That isn't a bad idea. That. Can somebody do that for us, please? Yeah, therapy for black girls. Uh, there is um the re okay so there's a podcast called the Read very amazing it is hosted by two queer people uh, crystal and kid fury and mm. they actually just did a episode last week where it was just called therapy and they had a therapist on and i'm pretty sure she is the creator of black girls therapy doc or black girl therapy.com oh. so Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Maybe I need to look at that. Yes, I listened to um, therapy for uh, therapy for Black girls by Joy Harding Bradford. Mm. Really love her content because it, it is just like if I'm like on the therapy couch and I'll just like sit there with like my notepad and just be like, okay, like what kind of trauma do I need to work through today? What Some kind days of I don't want to work through work none through of it. Some days <laughs> I don't want to work through any of it. I'm like, please, can I just eat McDonald's and just be? Right. Can I? <laughs> Let me eat McDonald's. Let me watch Attack on Titan. Let, let just let, let me do that in peace. So, not gonna lie. After this episode is over, I am going to order McDonald's and I'm going to watch Attack on Titan. Treat yourself. And then I'm gonna hop on the Peloton because. The Pel- <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, I forgot. I don't have a Peloton because I'm not paying two thousand dollars for a bike. No, y'all got me messed up. But what I will do is pay $400 for a stationary bike and then also pay the $11 a month for the Peloton app, which yes. is just as good. Yes, I got a honey. little iPad holder for the bike. Yep. Set up real – look. Perfect. Look. That, if that's you, smart. That's smart. You smart. Yeah. $2,000 too much. I'm like, uh-uh, that's a handbag. What are y'all doing? No. Right. Well, that's a yeah, whole different thing. Bags. Yes. <laughs> Because some people would be like, why are you spending $2,000 at handbag? But that is stay out my business. You don't need to know about any of that. No. Nope. 
Is there anything else you want to talk about? I just realized. <laughs> no, no, just you're fine. <laughs> this is amazing. I, see, this is why I love. <laughs> this is why I love recording with other people. Because I just, I'm just, it's a lot. It's, I'm sorry. We're so messy. <laughs> we are so. They should know. They should know by now <laughs> that I am really messy. They should know. Okay, I would love to hear what you think are the hardest parts about content creation. What are, like, just the things that you fucking hate about it? I I hate thinking of ideas sometimes. It's really mm-hmm. hard because um, thinking of ideas that you want to say are an original take, but then you realize that there's so many tech podcast or YouTube Mm -hmm. or content creator said it's really hard to think of like original content so I'm trying to get better with just like researching things that I'm actually interested in and just going from there and just doing it and if people like it fine if not then at least I liked it because I put it out um I hate dealing with managing my websites which seems Mm -hmm. really odd considering I'm a software engineer but um i hate it i actually this is a secret well it's not really a secret i think i've talked about this before (laughs) i use wordpress and i use squarespace to handle my websites i there i need things up quick i don't need to be doing any like customization i don't need it to be responsive well response well i I do need yeah yeah but they do that for but they handle that they handle that i don't want to have to i don't want to have to deal with that i it was really like i don't want to have to code this so i use those we already get paid to have to like code all these like crazy ass websites in the first place like Ew. I want to like, be why able to do that outside exactly of my job? I really want to be able to when I sit down I'm coding things for me really exactly. and I just and for some reason I don't take like my portfolio or the get cute website as things for me <laughs> I'm like those are separate those are separate um, No, those are completely separate oh okay this is the hardest part about content creation I really dislike when people don't like what I put out I oh yeah I get really <laughs> sad. I get really defensive. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, this is this is great. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was like having the worst day I've had in a very long time. I was having mm-hmm. like, what was going on? What else, What can I say that? Because I'm like, people listen to this that I can't say. Okay, never mind. I can't say what it was going on. Okay, but it was okay, really okay. bad. Day. I was just like, yeah. mm-hmm no I can't but it was a really bad day and to top it all off I just happened to go check um because Amazon has their own podcast feed now and I would just went I was like okay let me go see what's going on there because I hadn't you know it's just kind of like I submitted my feed and whatever Mm -hmm. and then somebody had left me a one-star rating and said that it was 20 minutes of trash and I was just like Normally, this wouldn't affect me, oh but yo, God. that's really, that's rough right now. Yeah. 20 minutes like, of trash? 20 minutes of trash. the fact that they listened it, like, just they listened that long to, like, actually determine that it was trash. Like, that's dedication. Like, that's some haterade that they were drinking that day. What, like, why would you do that? Why would you I, do that to yourself if it was garbage? I was just like, oh, okay, cool. You're very rude. 
sir. Thanks like, about that. Be invested in the rudeness to be doing all that shit. Twenty minutes. They listened to your shit for twenty minutes Damn. and deemed like, it was garbage. But the best part is, is that they they posted this on Christmas Eve. I'm like, oh, so you just have hate in your heart? Like you're supposed you to be happy. <laughs> I mean, okay, fun fact about me, I don't like Christmas. Like, that just, it's too much for me. I, I'm a Christmas Grinch. Like, I, I don't, mm-mm. So, I, I get the haterade. I, I will drink that shit all day about Christmas, because, like, it's too much for me. This, the, it's, like, October Christmas. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I, I, like, I had my Halloween candy, and everybody's like, spooky season. And then it's, like, Christmas. Fuck that. Like, Girl, I got spooky season from October 1st. September 30th all the way right. through November 30th is is my spooky season but right. you know like but I really do like I'm not one of those people that's like goes all out but I do like having a Christmas tree yeah I like that kind of thing I like watching like Frosty the Snowman and a peanut yeah. and a peanut Christmas and stuff because I'm a child and yeah. that sort of thing but I was just like, you know, on the 24th, you know, I'm like, maybe you, you like, no, you just hateful. That's fine. Okay. That's cool. But yeah, I really hate the, I hate the interaction with just like dickheads. They're just rude. And, um, they think that because you're like uh, a public figure that they can just talk to you any old kind of way. And I'm just like, actually you picked the wrong one because I will cuss you out in a heartbeat. I don't understand, like, why do you think that I won't cuss you out? The, like, w- w- huh? Like, I'm like, this ain't my job. This I, is not pay- will- PayPal's not paying me for this podcast. I will cuss no. you out. <laughs> like, what? You I will, will get you your feelings heart. hurt. You will honest to God get your fucking feelings hurt because I like I don't have time to be Nobody dealing has with whatever for that. demons Nobody that you has were time dealing for that. with. And the thing is, is that look, my job also know how I am. I don't cuss yeah. anybody out at work, so please, I don't I don't do that. However, uh, on Twitter and everything, it's all off. I'm coming just, for you. Don't come I'm for ready me. To hurt your feelings. I will so. hurt your fucking feelings if you come for me wrong. And I've been working on this. I've been trying to be a better person. Believe me, when I was younger. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I was a mean girl too. I I get it. I was mean. Uh, it, I, it was a phase. It was definitely a phase, and I was really good at it. But so <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> so which. <laughs> Oh, I was really good at it. Really, really good at it. Um, So I'm trying, like, to be better. But, yo, like, 25-year-old Jocelyn will come back with the quickness and will fucking lay you out. Like, don't fuck with me. And that's the only thing I can say with, like, people, like, if you're listening to this right now, do not tweet at me sideways because I will come for you. And it's – Oh, my God. I don't care if you tweet about it either. I really don't. I don't care. Like, no, don't like, fucking it, come for me. It's okay to not like something, but like being invested and in trying to like p- bring people down for this. I had somebody that like, this was three months ago where they had on my video, like how I became a software engineer without a CS degree. Go see it guys. Um, there's a person that was like, you should take this down because it's irrelevant information. First off, who the fuck are you? Like telling me that this is irrelevant information because... <sighs> 
people wanted to hear my story. So, like, if this had, like, nothing to do with you, then, like, it's okay. Just, like, but then they came back and was, like, it's, like, an old person, like, saying that, like, this is relevant information anymore and, like, you know, college and, like, it's it's not that expensive and blah, blah, blah. First off, I, I and this is the thing that I make sure that I do in my videos is that it's a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Like, this may not be relevant information for you in, in any way, form, or fashion. I'm just giving you my story because this is pe- what people want to hear. This is a pathway. This is mm-hmm. a thing that mm-hmm. people want to hear about, that people have had questions about. And so my path mm-hmm. is going to be completely different than everybody else's. Who the fuck are you to be like, this is irrelevant information. Take this down. They said, take it down. No. Unless People you really gonna, have the audacity. Have the audacity. I Go make your own <laughs> damn content if this is so offensive to so you. So get the, so this, I'm going to talk about this because this is yes. hilarious. More um, tea. More so tea. More tea. I think, I think I want to say it was maybe right around when I started the podcast. So like, mid 2019 to early 2020 Mm -hmm. i did an episode i can't even remember what episode because there are a lot of episodes this this is my third season which is great i'm so excited (laughs) congratulations (laughs) thank you you. um and this person she was a non-black woman so person of color woman of color she dm'd me on my um podcast twitter or whatever Mm. and told me to she was like yeah i love your episode da, da, da. but one thing and i'm just like oh lord here it goes she's just oh, like you've referred to people as bitches <laughs> in one part of your episode and oh. i think that's really rude and it takes away from your content so did it first of all mm. oh my god oh, i no. understand <laughs> I understand right. that some people feel a type of way about the word bitch. Right. However, I am not one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, let me sit, hold on. Don't call me a bitch because then like if you're like angry, you call me a bitch, then then, then like we're probably going to fight. But yeah. like in like if somebody's <laughs> like, oh, my God, bitch, let me. T- yeah, that doesn't bother you. That bother me. And so when I'm using like bitches that's not what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And I feel like I make that very obvious with the tone of my voice, usually like context clues. Yeah. Um, but also don't fucking tone police me. Don't tell me what the fuck to say. Are you joking? Are you kidding me? You fixed your fingers to write me a message about not using bitches. So I think I, what did I say? I remember being really nice. Oh yeah and told her i was just like she said she's like i don't want to like tone police or some shit and i was like that's weird because that's exactly what you're doing so i'm just like i'm not gonna do and then turn into like this whole thing and i was just like i it was at that moment i was like i don't know if i'm meant for this (laughs) i don't know if i'm meant to like interact with people i don't know if i'm meant for content creation so just really just be nice to your content creators we're just normal people yeah just if you think you should write somebody about something, think about it again. And if it sounds really rude, then don't send the message. Because it's projection. Like, it is. You're offended because of something that, like, it triggers in, inside of you. In, inside of you. 
Oh, and okay. I can't like, I can't help you with yourself, girl. I yeah, can't. Go, I go to therapy. I can't. We, we I, all pay for it. Yeah. Good money <laughs> too. Per session. Good fucking per money. session, okay? Yes. Yes, ma'am. But that is I something. I got my therapy session Thursday, so there there it is. I'm about to move up to two twice a week. I am <laughs> excited. <laughs> I am ready. Oh okay, gosh. let's end this episode because we are is there anything else that you want? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we are having way too good of a time. We are. See, this is this is this is how you create honest content, y'all. This, honest this content. This is a trap. I'm glad that I was on the podcast today. <laughs> I know. This is this is amazing. Oh, I do want to mention one more thing. And I just mm. noticed that because we both have the same microphone. And I was just like, ooh, we fancy. So we when you if you're looking to start um YouTube channel mm. or a podcast or anything, do not think that you have to throw your money into really expensive oh, equipment. Yes. Um, because that can be a that can be a really really bad trap. Um, I've been Ugh. doing this podcast for since twenty nine almost three oh my god three years, and I just now thank you. I just now upgraded my microphone and my USB interface and everything. Like I mm. just upgraded this, so don't feel as though you need to sink like thousands of dollars into any hardware or software or anything. Like right. just start producing content. Start just getting an audience, start getting those views and everything. And then once you start seeing like if maybe ads are coming in, that's really nice. So there's like actual money coming in that you can start putting toward that. Or if you're thinking, okay, so I'm going to be in the red this year. Mm -hmm. Like, is this investment worth me being further into the red? Um, you You have to start thinking of it financially and from a business sense. Like, is this something that I'm willing to float until it's actually, you know, profitable, which could be a few years. So because that's please. all that it is. And, and I'll be honest, like uh, people have asked me this and that's a video that's uh, coming up in uh, this like next month, I believe, mm-hmm. is how I make my videos. I use my iPhone 10. That's it. Look, I use my iPhone 10. She like, does not have no Canon, whatchamacallit. I know I'd be looking no. at YouTubers thing. I'm just like, no. You paid. I, like, you paid how much for that camera? And it only holds one lens, and that's all you use it for. No, just that's ridiculous. Like I, I've <laughs> thought about investing in a camera, but I don't need to because I mm-hmm. already paid twelve hundred dollars for the fucking phone. Like that was that was more than the camera. That was more than a camera. Period. <laughs> this f- period. Point look, back. look with the way that they've been um, talking about how good these cameras are or whatever. This yeah. bitch better be able to record some video. Look and, and quality, quality four K. Okay. <laughs> okay it's <laughs> true like, you can li- you better. can even use your phone for to record a podcast i'm not even joking like you can absolutely use your phone. people do that it, people just, do that the, the technology now is just hilariously amazing and you're paying quality money for it and so mm-hmm. i i i think that it's hilarious that people are just so like caught up on that that's their kind of first excuse or like line of defense for mm-hmm. trying to create that content there it's there's nothing else kind of to it. You already have, let's say, a MacBook 
you already have iMovie. Yep. That's yep. what I'm using right now because I have not decided between Final Cut Pro and Premiere just yet. Mm-hmm. Once my M1 MacBook gets here, that's a flex, I guess. Uh, then... that, that is the flex. <laughs> right. Then I'll determine whether or not that's what I want. But, like, I, I use my iPhone 10, guys. I, I have this, like, what is this? This, like, really cheap-ass tripod. I'm, like, <gasps> showing That's the same tripod I have! Yeah. <laughs> Amazon Word! Yes! Right? So oh it's just it's not that big of a deal. A tripod and your iPod. And if you can get one of those like Yeti mics to like get close to you, that's totally fine if you need to like sit down and talk. But it really, it is not that big of a deal. Just start. If you yep. feel like you need to, if something is on your heart to be able to just talk about, just start. It'll be fine. You know, I, people will criticize you every damn day for something. And, like, it'll be like, oh, like, your teeth are too big today. Shut up. <laughs> Somebody Shut said up. that to you? No. But the oh, just is, like, what? <laughs> but the point is, is that, like, they'll criticize you up and down every fucking day about yep. anything. Because people don't have lives, okay? People Literally like, just do it. They're projecting. They're not, they're not out here creating anything. So no. it's just kind of like... What are and they, they doing? Mad. They're they mad. mad. They're That's mad about it. Is. Maybe they should start a podcast. Honestly, start a fucking podcast or YouTube channel if you don't like my shit, because that'll at least like get you off of me and like actually like trying to create content that is for you. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, mm-mm. I I don't have time to play with people projecting. I went to therapy for that shit. So <sighs> still working on it. Still working on it. We're that in my self esteem. We're we're getting there. Twenty twenty one, the year of self esteem. Hopefully, twenty twenty one is the year of growth. It is the year of growth and just projectile oh, no, success. Just... That's what I believe. That's, that's what that's I hope. Yeah. yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. Well, Sydney, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. Just like I absolutely adore you. Thank you Aww, so much. I adore just, you too. You're just I so... cannot lovely <laughs> i just can't believe all of the black women that i've met that are like in technology last yeah. year and just how amazing everybody is and how amazing you are specifically and um congratulations on thank you becoming a host for ladybug fucking podcast y'all thank you. so um all of sydney's information is going to be in the show notes below so please follow her um especially on twitter because she's flipping hilarious are you still private <laughs> on twitter or are you public now i uh, like i'm private temporary because i'm going through interviews right now so just like oh, it'll be what <laughs> I feel that. I'll be back. I, I promise. I'll, I'll change it to public soon. Just like I need people to not be nosy on my trash shit. So you look. It's okay. It's okay. Look, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <gotta> be professional. <laughs> As always, y'all, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email me at thegetcutepodcast at gmail.com. Oh, and also, please leave me a five star review on Apple Podcasts because that helps me out um, and helps me chart. And I guess over actually, this is a fun fact. The last episode of so season one episode about GitHub was my highest tracking episode ever. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all went wild over that. Like it was it was charting in top 100s in like the UK and Australia and Ukraine and Russia and the US. I don't know. It was hot in that episode. (laughs) so. So if you haven't listened to that episode, please, because I did go in. I did go in. Um. 
And I feel like I, pre- I said in the episode, I predicted this. I knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to happen. So, and it did. It was only a matter of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yay. That's Thank it. you again, Yay. Sydney. <laughs> All right. And I'll see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.